Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. DoorDash delivers a lawsuit, your news update, and Cupertino gives us toys on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend for September 18th, 2021. I'm Joshua Stark. The general who leads U.S. efforts to thwart foreign-based cyber attacks and punish those responsible says he's mounting a surge to fight incursions that have debilitated government agencies and companies responsible for critical infrastructure. In an interview with the Associated Press, General Paul Nakasone broadly described an intense focus by government specialists to find and share information about cyber attacks and impose costs when necessary. Those costs include publicly linked adversarial countries to high-profile attacks and exposing the means by which those attacks are carried out, he said. DoorDash is suing New York City over a new law that requires delivery companies to share customer data with restaurants. The lawsuit filed Wednesday is the latest in a string of legal tussles between the delivery companies and local governments reflecting unease over the phenomenal growth of delivery and its impact on restaurants. Last week, DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats sued New York over a separate bill that caps the fees delivery companies can charge to restaurants. DoorDash and Grubhub are also suing San Francisco over fee caps adapted there. In its new lawsuit, DoorDash says an ordinance passed by New York City Council in late July is unconstitutional and violates customer privacy. Under the law, delivery companies must share data collected on customers, including names, addresses, phone numbers, and phone contents, to any restaurant that requests that information. President Biden met Wednesday with the CEOs of Walt Disney and Columbia Sportswear and other business executives and leaders to discuss his recently announced vaccine requirement for companies that employ at least 100 people. The White House meeting comes less than a week after Biden announced the Labor Department is working to require businesses with 100 or more employees to order those workers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or show a negative test result at least weekly. Some 100 million workers would be subject to the requirement, Biden said. The Labor Department is working to issue an emergency rule to implement the mandate. Biden announced the new mandate and several other steps last Thursday as part of a tougher effort by the administration to curb the surging Delta variant of the coronavirus, which is responsible for sharp increase in U.S. infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. Egypt this week showcased an ancient tomb structure belonging to the cemetery complex of King Dozier, a pharaoh who lived more than 4,500 years ago, following extensive restorations of the sites. 
The structure, known as the Southern Tomb, is largely underground and includes a labyrinth of corridors decorated with hieroglyphic carvings and tiles. A central funeral shaft houses a massive granite-clad sarcophagus from Egypt's Third Dynasty. However, the pharaoh was not actually buried there, but in the famed Step Pyramid nearby. The two structures make up part of the Saqqara complex near Cairo, one of the country's richest archaeological sites. The Step Pyramid is the oldest known pyramid and one of the first examples of monumental architecture from the ancient world, according to UNESCO. It is believed to have been the inspiration for the pyramids at Giza. More after this. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes She Who Smelt It Didn't Dealt It, the UN gives a big ol' N-O to A-I, and Daddy Tim gives us toys. All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now, let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, I did not do that thing that you're smelling. Um, you smelt it, you dealt it, sir. I disagree with that, and so would Joy Milne. Uh, what's so special about her? What did she do? Well, actually, she has an, a unique talent, and I know you know more about this than I do, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently she can smell things that we can't, like, for example, the presence of Parkinson's disease. That's a unique skill and party trick. It's like you get a disease and you get a disease. You all get diseases. I heard I heard there was a blind study done with 12 people and they used 12 shirts of 12 people and she was able to successfully identify uh, all the ones that had Parkinson's and then one extra and they thought that she was like 11 out of 12. She was actually 12 out of 12. Eight months later, that guy got Parkinson's too. Yeah, it's really, really weird because uh, it, it's not one of those things where they go, okay, Parkinson's, we smell certain things. For example, if you have gangrene, you can smell an almond-type smell on the person. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes, yes. And, for example, if a person is uh, in an insulin shock, you would get a sweet smell out of their breath. Did you know that? I did know that. 
Hey. Hey, one for two. One for two. <laughs> but Joy went 12, basically 12 for 12, right? Yeah, she went 12 for 12. She she knocked it out of the park. And now they're trying to identify what exactly did she smell and see if they can use it to uh, see if there are other diseases that um, can be traced accordingly. That That's a really unique talent and could save a lot of people a lot of tests. You know, that, that, hmm. I wonder if she has a cat or a dog. Why? Because uh, she can let the cat sniff, and that'll be a cat scan. And then doing the lab test, you know, if she has Labrador, uh, she can. Uh, stop. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Stop, stop now. Mind. Stop now. <laughs> Joy Milne from uh, Scotland basically smelled something different about her husband about eight years ago, seems like. Um, and she noticed a change in how her husband smelled. Of course, there there were other things. Her husband kind of, his demeanor kind of changed, and she noticed that as well. But that's what started this, and they are hoping to find what is the 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 magic thing that she smells in order to diagnose Parkinson's. That is really really cool. That is really cool. Speaking of Parkinson's, I'm not sure if you knew or not, but Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, he had Parkinson. I actually did know that. It's one of the reasons why he doesn't do movies anymore. Recently... He is a voice actor, though. Recently. Yeah? Christopher Lloyd had a Back to the Future DeLorean restored and auctioned off for Parkinson's research for Michael J. Fox's Parkinson Foundation. We'll be right back after this. Stick around for more news, more Royce, more me, more goodness. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Technology companies that led the charge into remote work as the pandemic unfurled are confronting a new challenge. How, when, and even whether they should bring back long-isolated employees back to offices that have been designed for teamwork. That transition has been complicated by the rapid spread of the Delta variant, which has scrambled the plans of many tech companies for bringing back most of their workers near or after Labor Day weekend. Microsoft has pushed those dates back to October, while Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, and a growing list of others have already decided to wait until next year. Given how they set the tone for remote work, tech companies' return to office policies will likely have ripple effects across other industries. Employers' next steps could redefine how and where people work. 
Because they typically revolve around digital and online products, most tech jobs are tailor-made for remote work. Yet most major tech companies insist their employees should be ready to work in the office two or three days each week after the pandemic is over. The main reason, tech companies have long believed that employees clustered together in a physical space will swap ideas and spawn innovations that will probably wouldn't have happened in isolation. That's one reason tech titans have poured billions of dollars into corporate campuses interspersed with alluring common areas meant to lure employees out of their cubicles and into casual collisions that turn them into brainstorming sessions. Twilio isn't bringing back most of its roughly 6,300 employees back to its offices until early next year at the earliest and plans to allow most of them to figure out how frequently they should come in. This hybrid approach permitting employees to toggle between remote and in-office work has been widely embraced in the technology industry, particularly among the largest companies with the biggest payrolls. Labor markets are relatively tight now, so employees have more bargaining chips than they have had in a while. Nearly two-thirds of the more than 200 companies responding to a mid-July survey in the tech service Bay Area said that they are expecting their workers to come into the office two or three days each week. Before the pandemic, 70% of these employers required their workers to be in the office, according to the Bay Area Council, a business policy group that commissioned the poll. Even Zoom, the Silicon Valley video conferencing service that saw its revenue and stock price soar during the pandemic, says most of its employees still prefer to come into the office part of the time. But the biggest tech companies, which have profited even more than Zoom as the pandemic that made their products indispensable for many workers, aren't giving employees much choice in the matter. Apple, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft have made it clear that they want most of their workers together at least a few days each week to maintain their culture and pace of innovation. Switching to hybrid work is ideal for people like Kelly Soderland, a mother of two young children who works in offices in San Francisco and Palo Alto, California for travel management company TripActions, which has about 1,200 employees worldwide. She couldn't wait to return when the company partially reopened its offices in June, partly because she missed the built-in buffer that her roughly one-hour commute provided between her personal and professional life. Time for a break. Coming up, more with Royce and our 9-11 tribute. Stick around for that. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving because buzz driving is drunk driving. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, you always ever watched Minority Report? Yeah, I did. I didn't like the red balls. They were they were very bad. The red balls were very bad, weren't they? Yeah, they tried to predict if you murdered somebody just by your facial features and other things. They're like, you haven't done it yet, but you're being accused of the crime and sentenced because they know you will do it. Speaking of that, I hear that the UN is kind of calling for a moratorium on the use of artificial intelligence technology uh, similar to that. Yeah, um, I, I based on the technology and some of the stuff I can see that AI can do, think about it. If, if it can read your face and see if you're not having a good day or look disgruntled or look angry or look constipated, I mean, it can basically try to uh, discriminate against uh, the person just based on their uh, facial features or their gender or anything. There can be any right. rules put in place. So mm-hmm. they're, I think they're trying to limit that um, from a governmental standpoint, and hopefully they are, they're able to do it. Well, Michelle Bachelet, uh, who is the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, basically said that countries should expressly ban these applications that don't comply with international human rights law. And apparently, these AI-based technologies roll right into that. Um, They can have negative or catastrophic effects uh, if they're not used with sufficient regard to how they affect people's human rights. Yeah, and think about it. All these biometrics and stuff that they're collecting, whether it's with a high-res camera or a low-res camera, these are all biometrics. So that means if you have any of these devices or anything, all they need is a picture of you or a, a, a still of you, and they can unlock any of the technology that you have, right? So right. That, that's kind of scary. It is kind of scary. It is kind of scary. Um, they're not calling for an outright ban of it, but scanning yeah. people's features in real times uh, until they can show the technology's accurate and doesn't discriminate and meets privacy and data protection standards. I mean, that's that's the the crux of the thing. Um, countries weren't really named, but they kind of look to maybe China on this. Yeah, China's, I know, one of the countries that's uh, leading the forefront on this and is using this type of recognition software and AI um, to basically uh, see what the general populace is doing. Right. I know I went to a uh, Las Vegas um, a convention about two years. So prior to COVID and they were using uh, RFID. So basically they were monitoring where you were going uh, with RFIDs above the doors and different things to, to just to see where you are. Not exactly the same thing, but pretty wow. close. So they're like they're like, oh, yeah, you, you were in this seminar for 20 minutes. Why didn't you say the full 40? What was was it good? Was it bad? You know? You know, we we're tech guys, so part of me wants to clone those RFID cards and just you know kind of come up behind somebody, slip it into a backpack, you know, slip and, it in a yeah, camera bag. Like, I was here. Yeah, hold on to my RFID. I need to go. Fifteen uh, people have my RFID card. They all were together. They they all moved. It, it was good. I thought right. <laughs> Well, you know, this problem is something that's definitely going to come up, and even the U.S. is taking a look at this uh, with the European officials as well, and it's not over yet. It's absolutely not over yet, and and we're at the forefront of this, and hopefully we'll stay at the forefront of this because we can't really let this discrimination happen. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. 
help. Ajuda. Bangju. Edem. Help. In the wake of a disaster, there are many people from all backgrounds and all walks of life who need help. Help is available through FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. We're here to provide help to all those who need it. Help. Bonjo. Edem. Bangju. Help. If you or someone you know has been affected by a disaster, call us at 800-621-FEMA. If your home or property has been damaged or destroyed, you've lost your job or income, or face other emergency needs, please call the Federal Emergency Management Agency at 800-621-FEMA. FEMA. Help is here. A public service message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome traders to Winners and Losers Consumer Edition. This winner up 11%, a direct selling and e-commerce company, provides personal care, wellness, and lifestyle products under the NHT Global brand. The company offers wellness products including liquid, encapsulated, tableted, and powdered dietary and nutritional supplements, as well as vitamins and minerals and herbal products comprising herbal supplements. Natural Health Trends, symbol NHTC, starts at 7.05 a share. Next, this winner, up 8%, provides a range of infrastructure solutions for liquid-rich natural gas and crude oil share plays in the United States. It operates through three segments, gathering and processing, storage and transportation, and marketing, supply, and logistics. Crestwood Equity Partners, symbol CEQP, starts at 28.38 a share. Next, this winner up 7% operates as a healthcare improvement company in the United States. It operates in two segments, supply chain services and performance services. Premier Incorporated, symbol PINC, starts at 39.42 a share. Losers this week, this loser down 27% operates as a healthcare improvement company in the United States operating in two segments supply chain services and performance services. Regis Corporation, symbol RGS, starts at 409 a share. Next, this loser down 23% owns and operates cemeteries and funeral homes in the United States. The company operates in two segments, cemetery operations and funeral home operations. Stonemore Partners, symbol STON, starts at 192 a share. And last, at 18% down, this company provides asset performance assurance and optimization solutions in the United States, Canada, Europe, and internationally. It operates through three segments, inspection and heat treating, mechanical services, and quest integrity. Team Incorporated, symbol TISI, starts at 365 a share. Winners and Losers is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute advice and trading. Percentages and stock prices were current as of time of recording. Arbitrage Trade Analytics is solely responsible for the content of this podcast, but you should seek out the assistance of a licensed professional for investment advice. More after this on Arbitrage Trade's State of the Bands weekend, but don't forget that we have a daily thing as well. Arbitrage's State of the Bands daily, available anytime the market is open.
Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. But, just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So, who's gonna do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So, who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So, uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and... Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Powers Not Included, the comic book podcast. A podcast about comics, games, toys, and everything geek. They talk about Deadpool, Deathstroke, Deathlock, the Night of the Living Dead, and The Walking Dead. Why the fixation on death stuff? Find out when you subscribe to Powers Not Included on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Hey Royce, I kind of need a new iPhone. I hear they're coming out with a nice one. Uh, I think it's the iPhone 13. Tis the iPhone 13, my friend. Yep, they made an announcement on Tuesday uh, saying that it's going to be out September 24th. Are you going to be in line to get one? No. No, why not? No. It, 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 I mean, it, it looked pretty. It looked really pretty, actually. It was kind of lackluster for me this year, if I've got to be honest. Uh Okay, well, what about the the new one that they put out that had the two cameras on the back of it? That 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 was pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a. It's I mean, a for the people who have the the uh, inexpensive iPhones, that that's an improvement, right? It's a definite change. I mean, uh, it's it's an improvement. Uh, improved ultra wide lens, a cinematic feature. You know, it's it's got some nice stuff. Uh, better nighttime pictures, which is pretty cool kind of like that i mean you know uh, did you see they brought back the mini I, so they didn't bring it back it was still around but they definitely they definitely okay, brought gave attention it, to them they mini. definitely gave it some new stuff uh they they they're putting it out in different colors 
they're the complete case redesign. It can it can use the Apple Pencil, which is something new. Oh, a stylus. Pretty Excellent. cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, it's got an 8.3 inch liquid retina display. It's 40 percent faster than CPU, 80 percent faster GPU. It's got that two times faster machine learning. And if you watch the presentation, that was one of the cooler things about it was the fact that you could sit there and you could have a conversation back and forth with uh, a person of differing language and it did real-time translation. That's 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 pretty cool. That's so, pretty I mean, nice, actually. It's, it's handy for people who uh, who work with those. Uh, you know, it has, has some pretty neat features for professional use and for... But i got to uh, ask. i got a question. i got a question. Is that a software upgrade? Is that just, you know, Apple iOS 15? Or is that the actual hardware that's behind the new iPhone? Well, the hardware is what is what they really, really wanted to f- showcase. But all of the new stuff uh, features iOS 15. So, and we'll get yeah. that in a couple weeks as well, even if we don't have iOS 15. Yeah. I got a 12. I recently... My uh, 10 recently died, so I got a 12, and I felt actually a little bit bad about getting the 12 because I knew that a new Apple uh, device was coming out this month. So uh, I'm actually kind of glad that it was a little lackluster. I don't feel so yeah. bad about having my 12 now. Yeah. Uh, just like me, I mean, you know, I needed a new phone, and, and I was thinking about the 13. Matter of fact, my my phone rep even turned me around to the door said, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, September is going to have a new iPhone, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought about it, and I took a look at the rumors, and, you know, not that different, actually. Uh, no case difference at all, pretty much, except for the, the camera positions. And, and it's a little bit, a little bit, um, the camera bump's a little bit, a little bit less prevalent. Um, I will tell you what I did like about it, though. What's that? The iPhone Seven, the the uh, the watch, the Series the watch. Seven of the watch, Series Seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can literally have an entire gym class virtually. Uh, basically, you can have up to thirty or something people in a class, and yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Tell you what else is kind of cool is the fact that we're gonna have a great weekend, and we hope you do too. We'll see you next time on State of the Bands Weekend. Have a great one. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market